Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, June 3rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. It has been a relatively quiet overnight in the St. Louis area following the violence and looting earlier this week. More protests are planned over the next few days to mark the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. With those protests serving as a backdrop, voters headed to the polls yesterday and history was made in Ferguson. Ella Jones was elected. She will become the city's first African-American mayor and says city residents should not be forced to bear the burden for St. Louis's racial inequities. Something happens in a country, our heart bleeds just like everyone else. But we do not need to bleed with our businesses. We will have more on the historic election win by Ella Jones in just a bit. Also today, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on why some people in the region are deciding to buy a home in the middle of the pandemic. As we mentioned, it's been an historic election in Ferguson. Voters have elected the city's first African-American mayor. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on the big win by Ella Jones. Jones defeated Heather Robinette on Tuesday by a little over 100 votes. She'll serve as the top elected leader for a city that burst into the international spotlight after a Ferguson police officer killed Michael Brown in 2014. Jones says she's hoping to help stabilize the city budget ravaged by coronavirus shutdowns and get relief for businesses that suffered damage over the weekend following protests over George Floyd's death. I know that the people in Ferguson are ready to stabilize their community, and we're going to work together to get it done. Jones will succeed James Knowles III, who is barred by term limits from running again for mayor. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Last night was calm on St. Louis area streets. That's compared to earlier this week. The unrest has prompted St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen to impose a curfew from 9 at night until 6 in the morning. It has also caused Missouri Governor Mike Parson to deploy 1,000 additional members of the National Guard. Activists and clergy in the St. Louis region are speaking out against this week's violence. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. State Representative Rasheen Aldridge knows people in the community are furious at the killing of George Floyd, but he wants people to channel their anger into efforts to stop police brutality against black people. Aldridge says people who have turned to violence aren't helping the cause against systemic racism. He says the rioting that follows the protests across the region are not part of the mission and only makes things worse for the community. The only way we're going to move mountains together is if we do it in a way where we're not burning down our own businesses where we have to go shop at the end of the day. Aldridge says he is pleading with looters to stop hijacking the movement. I'm Andre Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. A retired St. Louis Metropolitan Police captain died during this week's unrest. David Dorn was protecting a business along Martin Luther King Drive from looters when he was shot and killed. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, it was one of several businesses damaged during the violence Monday night that stretched into early Tuesday morning. 
55 businesses reported property damage, like vandalism and looting, including several along Martin Luther King Drive in North St. Louis. Fourth Ward Committee woman Dwyane Evans says she understands people are fed up with police brutality, and she stands by protesters. But she wants to see more protection and funding for businesses damaged by people who are resorting to violence. We're trying to continue Sam Moore's vision restoring the fourth ward and then all of this happened the COVID-19 and then the rioting. Evans is running for former alderman Sam Moore's seat who died last year. She says her campaign is all about revitalizing the community through new development. An important piece of getting that done is reducing crime. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. As area officials deal with all the protests, they are also fighting the pandemic. There are now more than 13,500 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Missouri, with nearly 785 COVID-19 deaths. In Illinois, the case number is approaching 123,000, with 5,525 deaths. Real estate, like all other industries, is adjusting to the coronavirus outbreak. After initial disruptions, home sales and rental turnover are steady as other economic activity in the region is coming to a halt. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. Buying a home is probably not the first thing you imagine doing during the middle of a global pandemic, but that's exactly what Sam Rao did. He and his husband moved from Soulard to Benton Park, where they closed on their property on April 1st. Rao says the home buying process started off like any other. They found a house, met with the seller's realtor, and then with a builder to make some changes to the home. Probably three weeks or so after we put it under contract uh, is when COVID-19 lockdowns and all the new rules and regulations went into effect. Rao says those changes made him nervous about making such a large purchase, more than $300,000. It was scary because my husband is a hairdresser, so obviously he couldn't work. And, you know, I sell real estate. Probably ran through my head a couple times. Is this the right thing to be doing or not? He says at the time, he didn't know if his work as a licensed realtor in Illinois and Missouri would also dry up. If I'm not selling houses, I'm not getting paid. By early April, both Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker and Missouri Governor Mike Parson had declared real estate an essential service. Rao says realtors adjusted how they showed homes to prevent spreading the coronavirus. That includes virtual open houses, limiting how many people are allowed inside a showing, and cleaning surfaces. You know, doorknobs, cabinet handles, things of that nature. Rao says home sales across the region quickly rebounded after they were down during the first weeks of stay-at-home orders. That surprised Anissa McCaskill, Belleville's Director of Residential and Commercial Development Services. We've been told to stay home to try to limit our social engagement, to not move about as much as we can. And when you think about moving, all of those things kind of go out the window for the most part. McCaskill says social contact is almost inevitable when moving between homes, whether someone hires movers or has family and friends help. What we're finding is that people are finding ways to make it happen. McCaskill would know her department issues an occupancy permit when someone buys a home or moves into a new apartment in Belleville. The city issued around 400 of them between March and the middle of May, down 30 percent from the same time last year. She says she expected a much larger drop. And it's not just Belleville. McCaskill says her counterparts in Fairview Heights, Rock Hill, Webster Groves, and other cities in the region are seeing steady home turnover. 
Around 2,800 houses sold in March and April across St. Louis and St. Louis County, according to data from the St. Louis Realtors Association. And in the Metro East, nearly 1,300 sold in the same time frame. Those numbers are only slightly down from the same period last year. Current buyers are serious about moving, says Deb Frazier, the chief executive officer of the Realtor Association of Southwestern Illinois. She says there were few homes on the market before the coronavirus hit the region, and many sellers took their listings down when restrictions went into place. There is a pent-up market of buyers right now, so when something new comes on, um, a lot of people are jumping on those just immediately. Frazier says newly listed homes can go under contract in a matter of days or even hours. I had an agent tell me recently that she wrote an offer was one of the first people in the door, and within an hour, there were nine offers, and they had accepted one. Frazier says there are many reasons why people are moving, the biggest one being for more room. Charles Tassel is the chief operating officer of the National Real Estate Investors Association. He says his organization is seeing millennials in their 30s gravitate toward more living space in light of various stay-at-home guidelines. Single-family homes kind of in that starter home range, which kind of in the Midwest is the 200000 range and under kind of hard to build those typically, but you can renovate them and have them available. McCaskill says the willingness of some to take the plunge and move right now is encouraging, especially during the middle of such uncertainty. Moving is not cheap. Purchasing is not cheap. Setting up a household is not cheap, but people are still willing to do it. She says it reflects a certain optimism in the area that isn't obvious because of the disruptions caused by the coronavirus. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.